This is New England Patriots running back and three-time Super Bowl champion James White. You're listening to the Two Minute Drill. Welcome to the first episode of the Two Minute Drill. I'm with Dan, Sean, and Adam. We had a pretty crazy NFL offseason, especially with COVID-19. First thing I definitely want to jump into is Tom Brady heading to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dan, how do you feel about Brady leaving the Patriots? I mean, it's weird to say I expected it, but I kind of did. I mean, throughout the season, he just he just didn't seem almost like he cared as much as he usually did. He seemed pretty frustrated with just the team in general. And, I mean, you can't really blame him with the play of some of his receivers. I was thinking maybe if we made a run to, like, the AFC Championship or somehow got to the Super Bowl, it could keep him around. But going out wild card weekend, I knew he wasn't coming back. Yeah, Dan, I agree. Uh, it just it changed the scenery is good for everybody, really. I mean, they could have got rid of him when they had Jimmy G. It's a system in New England, you know, and he could put up some numbers this year. But uh, my main eye is on that man Stidham because I know Brady got weapons now, but I just think that whole system quarterback wins out. What do you think, Adam? Uh, I completely agree. I think, I mean, I'm excited for Stidham, but to touch on Brady, it's um – it was a very sad ending the way everything happened in New England, losing to the Titans in that kind of fashion. And in my mind, when that game happened and the way we lost, there was no way I thought he was going to leave and just leave on that pick six as his last throw. Went on along more, and we heard those rumors about Brady not being happy, that phone call between Bill and Brady that apparently leaked, whatever the situation was. It started to hit me that he was probably going to leave, and then we heard those rumors about Tampa and other teams, and then just all came crashing down. So... Hey, Brady's not happy. He played a great 20 years here, and he deserves, way, he deserves to go where he wants to at this point in his career, and I have nothing but respect for the guy, you know? It's just kind of sad to see, like, like you touched on Adam, just like how like, he didn't think that Brady's last, like, throw, and as a Patriot after 20 years would be a pick six. But, I mean, you got to think at a certain point, I mean, how much longer can one person – um, handle Bill Belichick. I mean, just the way Bill runs things in New England, really no fun. It's just strict the football. I mean, Brady landed in Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians, which every, a lot of players say is a fun coach. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, got Gronk out of retirement. I mean, I think that was a little staged by Rob Gronkowski by taking a year off to heal that body and then magically getting the return and play in Tampa, Florida. I thought that was a little fishy. But as Sean kind of touched on, I mean, Brady's in the past. We don't look at, we can't talk about Tom Brady no more that he's a Buccaneer. Do want to touch on Stidham? Um, I just really think that Josh McDaniels has a great opportunity with Stidham. What do you guys think in that, how McDaniels is going to help uh, Jared Stidham succeed in this New England Patriots offense? Uh, well, for me, I'd say you can't expect, you know, him to be Tom Brady right away or for there to not even be growing pains. You know, his first couple starts, having to go to Seattle week two is going to be brutal. But I think he's going to outperform people's expectations. People think he's going to be the worst starter in the league this year. I think that's ridiculous. Um, but at the end of the day, I think this is kind of a good time to make the transition because even if Jarrett Stidham doesn't work out, We've got a ton of cap space for a pretty good free agency class next season. And then the QB draft class is loaded as well if uh, if our record ends up not panning out so well. I am not at all worried about Jarrett Stidham or how the Patriots offense will respond. It's 
look at how they were last year. It just it wasn't clicking, you know. And look at their line. Their line's healthy. It looks like you're getting Andrews back, so that's a top five line. You got young talent. You got maybe the deepest running back core in the league, and a Hall of Fame defense in the secondary. So it's just it's going to be really exciting to see what Bill can work with. It's like oh one all over again. I agree, Sean. It does have a lot of O one vibes. But the thing about Stin with me that excites me the most is I feel like last year with Brady at a certain point, he was just fed up with the receivers around him. He was refusing to throw to guys even when they were open, like Nikhil or Jacoby when he dropped all those balls in those couple that couple game stretch. And his really to go to was Edelman. So I'm looking forward to see Stidham actually throw the ball around. He built that great connection with Jacoby and uh Jacoby Myers in the preseason last year and him and Nikhil Harry were roommates and uh in camp last year. So I'm really excited to see if they can establish some kind of nice connection and uh, see if Stidham can take our offense where Brady couldn't last year. Cause he uh, went, didn't want to cooperate, cooperate with his receivers, but yeah. I really think that the Patriots offense is going to be better this year than it was last year. And I mean, you got hopefully Sony. I mean, I guess we're going to give Sony one more chance, right? Just had recently had um, foot surgery in May. The guy gets hurt every single year, so you can't depend on him. you got second-year running back Damian Harris. So I want to see what Damian Harris is going to do, see what he can offer to the team, and see if he can compete with Sony. But, like, the last year, the tight end position wasn't well. You had Matt Lacoste, Ryan Izzo, and Ben Watson, after getting suspended four games, gets released, comes back. I mean, his age kind of showed. He showed up in the Titans game. It didn't. It really wasn't dependable. But what Bill Belichick did in the draft was he went, all defense. He went. He got two linebackers that replaced Van Noy and Collins, and then he got two tight ends and Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. And I think what Josh McDaniels can do for the Patriots offense is have a similar offense to what the 49ers ran last year. And I think you take Keene and you take, or I would just kind of use it similar with Kittle and use check. Just kind of make that offense and make it work with Vital and Keene and see. Make it easy for the dump-offs with Stidham. I think it's just play action, fake, get the ball out. Anything that helps Stidham make those easy throws, no mistakes. And I think Patriots offense could be better off. Yeah, uh, well, you you touched on it a little bit there with the draft. But Tom Brady leaving the team, obviously not the only thing that happened. How do you guys feel about the way this draft class shaped out for us? I know, you know, consensus outside of New England was some of our picks were ridiculous. I got to disagree with some of that, but there were definitely a couple of guys that I didn't really see what Bill was thinking. What do you guys think? I just, I like Duggar at the first pick. It just, the league's getting faster. It's not getting stronger. It's not the hard hitting, you know, grindstone defensive tackle, Ted Johnson years. Those years are in the past. It's, you need fast, versatile players. And yeah, he D2 school, but that's Bill Belichick's specialty is you're snatching up the, you know, the underdog. And then he goes and drafts two tight ends. Like Brady leaves, probably would complain about weapons at tight end in last year. And Asi Asi and Mr. Mustache Keen. Like, I don't know. It, Bill's got something up at his sleeve and it's going to be really exciting to see. I'm sorry, but that Kyle Duggar pick, it's such a Bill Belichick move. Uh-huh. That guy, what was he projected? He that was like a late was that like a late second, early third round pick? I don't think that guy was really talked about at all. And Belichick was getting ready to draft him at twenty three over Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray and all those guys. 
And I just really hope this like Duggar doesn't really turn out to be like Jordan Richards or any of those guys. And I think this guy has a lot of pressure on him, especially as where he was selected. And I know he's going to take a couple of years to develop under McCordy and Chung. But, man, I feel like for safety in the future, Kyle Duggar has a lot of pressure on this play. It was definitely a shocking pick, I will say, because going into the draft, I really didn't hear his name too much. And I was really looking forward to see what we're going to do with our first pick. And then when they announced it was Kyle Duggar, I was like, oh, who the hell is this guy? Oh, a D2 safety. What are we doing? But it's classic Belichick fashion. The under-the-radar guys, the guys that will listen, the guys that want to be coached, the, the, the ones that are going to succeed the most, and that's what Belichick likes. And I was so, so happy to see us double dip on uh, tight end. And I'm, a really, I'm really high on Asi Asi. I think he's got a really good hands and he looks like a really good route runner too. So hopefully him and Stidham will be really good together. Uh, yeah, for, for me personally, at the top of the second, I was hoping for, you know, maybe Denzel Mims, maybe uh, Yetter Gross Matos or Zach Bond, but I don't have a huge problem with the Duggar pick. The The pick I honestly have more of a problem with is Dalton Keene. Um, I, I just think we gave up a lot to trade up and get him before we really needed to. He's a little bit of – he kind of plays – he's not like a conventional tight end, so he doesn't fit in a lot of team systems. I think he fits very well in ours, and I think he'll do well here, but I just think we could have waited until maybe like the mid-fourth round and gotten him. I don't think trading up for him was very smart. Wasn't the Dalton Keene trade – because I know they traded with the Jets, right? Mm-hmm. It was the third round, and we got a seventh from the Jets. But wasn't that our seventh for Demarius Thomas? Um, no. So we gave them – yeah, we gave them that pick back, but we did also give up, um, I think, two picks in the fourth round. I mean, I kind of – I mean, like, like when I touched on, like, the Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers offense, I really think they got keen just because, like, if you've seen them play at Virginia Tech, he's just one of those, like – short passes, like guy break tackles, like Kyle Juszczyk, and I really think he's just someone that, especially with James Devlin also retiring, and that's going to hurt the Patriots more than anyone like can realize, especially for Sony. Um, but I really think that pick will surprisingly be one of the better picks, if not the best pick in the whole draft for this season. Ooh, I'm absolutely not worried with anything you guys had to say about Sony Michelle. I'm sorry. I think Kevin's a hater, but look at the line he dealt with. I heard some Sony slander earlier. So, uh, but also speaking of the draft, can we talk about a pass draft real quick? Uh, Damian Harris. That's going to be very interesting. It, was that a red shirt year or are we talking like he just didn't fit in with the current core? It wasn't caught up to speed. Well, I, I think it's more definitely a redshirt year, kind of like what we saw with James White, if I'm not mistaken, right? Didn't James White barely play his first rookie year and came out in his sophomore season, kind of, kind of lit it up. So and hopefully it, it's something like that. Like two full years, it took White because White was I didn't even realize this because he was redshirted, but like when we, um, I looked up James White's stats the other day and did not know that James White was a rookie in 2014. And he really was a non-factor in 2015 as well. So it was kind of surprising to see that. But I don't, I think, do you think Damian Harris can take Rex Burkhead off of the Patriots death chart? Or do you think that they're just going to keep all five running backs and keep Golden as well? Because that's a, that's a big group. Yeah. Well, for me personally, I know you guys know this. I, I don't really see a need 
for five running backs on the roster. Uh, James White and Sony Michelle, obviously two guys you got to keep. Bolden, uh, he's very productive when he gets snaps at running back. And then obviously his main purpose is what he can bring to the table on special teams. But um, I don't, I just don't really think Rex Burkett is necessary uh, when he's getting paid a lot more than Damian Harris. And Damian Harris is a guy that's obviously developing while Rex Burkett, he's been dealing with some injuries and maybe declining a little bit. He's in a contract year and personally, I would not be surprised at all if we saw Burkhead get cut, Pats bring in uh, Damian Harris, give him a little bit of a bigger role, and then can use the roster spot at a more competitive position, maybe like safety, wide receiver, linebacker, something like that. No way Rex Burkhead get cut, please, please. Oh, he doesn't. You don't go to the Super Bowl if it's not for Rex Burkhead. You don't win the Super Bowl if it's not for Rex Burkhead. But can we get off that and can we just talk about something that? nobody talks about and it's just like it's just in the lurks is a hall of fame defense in the secondary you have two number one corners jc jackson and stefan gilmore you have a veteran safety secondary who will, will take duggar under their wing you know that's a big reason i think bill made the pick i was surprised he didn't move up and get who was it jefferson the safety xavier mckinney oh, yeah mckinney yeah. from alabama yeah, no, Jefferson was a linebacker. But, um, no, so it's just – why to see – well, not bad. <laughs> but, wow, see, Kevin, Kevin's the nerd of the football world. But, anyways, it's, uh, it's just going to be exciting. I think there's plenty of free agents on the defensive line, the linebackers, so 85 Bears defense, I see it. I mean, if it's no – Before I touch on the – Our team's definitely going to be ran through our defense this year. If we're going to – we're going to have to be able to stop any opposing offense and establish a run game and control a time of possession to win games because we're not going to be able to win in shootouts with Stidham this year, I don't think. He's not ready to score points like that. But if the defense can do its job like last year and be a top three unit like it's supposed to be, I think the Patriots can easily go at least eight and eight, nine and seven, maybe ten and six, you know? Before I touch yeah. on the defense a little bit, I do want to just say about the Sony Michelle theory. That in 2009, or in 2019, sorry, he ranked 39th in yards after contact out of 45 running backs. You know how bad that is for a first round pick? That is awful. What was his line? What was wrong? He had Jack Mason, Ted Karras, Mm -hmm. which is a stud, stud muffin over there, and then Marshall Newhouse, dude. What's wrong with that? Yeah, no, nothing wrong with what you just said. Keep going. I really, where did Damian Harris think, rank really, on that? Damian Harris would have been seventh. Yeah, where did he rank in that he top forty-five? He, was he, he higher would, than thirty-nine? He would have been seventh. He would have been seventh. Oh. I think Damian. I think Damian Harris actually had two carries for fourteen yards, so he would have ranked much higher than Sony if they projected it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm higher on Damian Harris than most. I mean, I basically just said he should take Rex Burkhead's spot on the roster, but. To insinuate that he should be getting reps over Sony after, I mean, I've seen the quotes from the running backs coach Ivan Fears talking about how good he thinks Damian Harris can become, but really he hasn't done anything for us yet. So to be talking about uh, him uh, dethroning our top running back is a little ridiculous at this point. Adam, I do have a question for you. So you are a big Sony Michelle fan and a Georgia fan, or is it just Sony? It's both. Okay. 
So when Sony played in Georgia, right? Yeah. Did he catch the ball out of the back? Um, he was known to have solid hands, but his senior year, I don't think he caught a single pass. So that's always so, been kind of an issue. So my question: So where did his hands go? Because when they did the when the Patriots drafted Sony Michelle, I remember we watched we watched it on TV, and you get to see the the pro comparison, and they said Sony Michelle. Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I swear to God, they said. Oh my Sonny God! Michelle. They did. Imagine. They said. They Imagine. Said, Don't, they said Sony Michelle, Alvin Kamara, and they showed Sony highlight of Georgia, and he was catching the ball out of the backfield. And I just thought it was a a better James White, and I just really thought that it was going to be Brady's go-to. And then they couldn't. He hasn't then done anything in two years, and I really think that that the reason that he's struggling in the offense is because when he's on the field, they run the ball 80% of the time, and that's what they did in the 2018 playoffs. And especially when you have Stidham back there now, it's going to be different. It's going to be – can't have Sony on the field. He has to learn to use his hands or he's going to get taken out of the offense. I completely agree because every time he goes in the field, teams, are, the teams know that you're most likely going to run the ball and you can't have giving away plays like that, you know. But to get back on the Sony's hands – I think they got lost whenever he lost his knees because if you go back and watch his Georgia tape, dude, <laughs> he looks like a different freaking player, bro. He's so quick. He's elusive. Split-second decisions, man. He can run up the field. He can break away from guys. But now this this day and age, Sony Michelle, he has a 20-yard hole, and he can't even beat a linebacker up the middle, man. It's so difficult to watch. But, you know, I'm hopefully that foot surgery will go, will, uh, will go well for him. I don't even know he had a foot injury, but hopefully that will uh, – help his burst and his speed a little bit because we know he needs it because, damn, he was no Alvin Kamara, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no way. Well, really... Part of a system, though. It's it's all system. It's, it's no negative plays. You know, the Patriot way. He knows the holes. Big reason why Mr. Jonas Gray, Mr. Guns, he was so, like, he torched the Colts. So it's just, it's all system. And he had no line. I understand the slump in numbers, but if he can get up near a ball catching machine, Sony Michelle, then I mean he can prove a lot of people wrong. I mean, I can't say Sony Michelle this to this point in his career has been worth the first round pick we spent on him, but I feel like you gotta take his performance, especially during the last half of last season, with a grain of salt. I mean, doesn't have his starting center, doesn't have his starting left tackle for the majority. And then once James Devlin got hurt the running game started to go downhill. And then once Jakob Johnson, his replacement got hurt and we had to put a land Roberts at fullback, the running game became borderline non-existent. And I think some of the blame is on Sony, but you can't put all of it on him. How many, how many offenses really in the NFL now run when they run the ball, have a fullback out in that field. I think I can, you can name five fullbacks in the NFL. Like for real. I don't, I don't, you don't yeah. really see offenses nowadays that have a fullback. And the fact that we have to give Sony Michelle the excuse that he didn't have James Devlin last year is just kind of bad on his part. You don't see Barkley and McCaffrey, all those yeah. guys. They don't have fullbacks leading the way. So it's more on Sony. And it's not really, I mean, they never really ran it to the left side, anyways, because you can't trust Marshall. Yeah. I really do think it's Sony Michelle is his good comparison is like a 35 year old Frank boy. <laughs> Same exact player. Same exact well, I think it's player. a little a little bit deeper than just James Devlin and stuff because we lost Gronk, who obviously is one of the best run block, best tight ends ever, and obviously, but 
but also a very, very good run blocking tight end. And Dwayne Allen, that departure is one that kind of goes into the radar, which is probably also a huge hit because we could come back, come out in those jumbo formations with a fullback and those two blocking tight ends, and we could just power people Then that 2018 playoff run. And Dan, to touch on what you said about uh, Sony not being worthy of a first-round pick, me being a huge Sony Michelle guy, I can see where you're coming from. But just for his 2018 playoff run where he scored six touchdowns in those three games, I got to give him credit for that. And I got to say he's been worth it for that. So I had to throw that in there. Yeah, no, I I have the same reaction to the Sony thing as me and Kevin did when Harry was announced. Oh I can't forget the look <laughs> me and Kevin gave each other. We both look at each other, right? Saw the name wide, the position wide receiver. And we're like, go straight to our phones. And we're like, looking up his highlights from his college. We're like, like, what, how tall is he? How much does he weigh? What does he bench? Like, what's his three cone drill? Like pumped. We got a wide receiver, but just another no name. It's just like the way they scout, the way they do things is just so strange, but it's like, can these picks pan out? Cause we haven't had much, much luck in the past. Nikhil Harry was no no name coming into the draft. No, he was, no name, I mean, but a, a he surprising was, he was, pick. We, we got him. Than yeah. Expected. yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. Most he was, he had a first round grade on him, and basically all mocks lower than uh, when we actually got him. But I totally know what you mean. Where just right when it happened, everyone's looking at his highlights. He obviously had ridiculous highlights at Arizona State, but then you see. You know, I, I think he ran like a four five one forty. I remember that was freaking people out, and obviously, I think that played a big factor in the fact that he just got like no separation all last year. Just couldn't get separation. Working out with the foot doctor. Foot doctor. Yep. That's the thing too. Is like I think I really personally like that draft class. That wide receiver class was so heavy. It was the the AJ Browns and the DK Metcalf. It was Debo Samuel and. Just the fact that when you just hear the name Nikhil Harry and you're just like, Bill, what are you doing? You could have had, you could have done so much better for that offense. That offense doesn't have any speed mm-hmm. at all. And I guess, I guess you could say they drafted Nikhil Harry because, because you didn't know what was going into that year. You didn't know what was going to happen with Josh Gordon. Similar size, similar play style. You know, just like little slants, break tackles, all that. It was just kind of disappointing. I mean, I really don't think we've really had a draft for the past in the last few years that we just were like, what a pick, Bill. That was great. You know, Nikhil, Sony, Isaiah Wynn, and Isaiah Wynn was the torn ACL. We just really haven't yep. had comfortable drafts in the last. No, I, I'd, I'd say the last time was maybe that draft where we got um, – in high tower Jones and uh, exactly that was yeah I mean because when you really think about it what did what did we do before 2018 we got uh, I don't think we didn't have the pick in uh, 2015 we got Malcolm Brown one of those years I mean it just they just really haven't panned out in a while and I mean Credit where credit is due, we've been able to make some good picks in the later rounds. And even on, I mean, we got JC Jackson, David Andrews undrafted. Winovich turned out, that turned out to be great value for a third round pick. But I mean, to miss on first rounders that often when the second rounders haven't been very good either. I mean, Cyrus Jones, uh, Duke Dawson, Jojuan Williams. I know it's just been a year, but he's really not looking great. Yeah, Jordan Richards. 
So I don't know. It's it's getting a little getting a little scary. Yeah, it makes sense to why they trade out of high picks so often. There's a there's a little uncertainty when it comes to the superstar players. Cough cough, DK Metcalf. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I think and you guys all made fun of him because he Tom Brady ran a fast of three cone. Well, I was pulling for AJ Brown at that number thirty two pick. I think Kevin Adams uh-huh. remember that. Oh, I that, mean that was a Rabel Just sweep. imagine just imagine what we could have done with AJ Brown this year. I mean that would have been huge. Be a total different conversation if we I picked think, uh Nick Chubb and uh, AJ Brown over Sony and um Nikhil right now. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Thanks, Shit, man. maybe Brady's still mm-hmm. here. Was that was Nick Chubb was it was Sony and was it Sony and Chubb that were yeah, in Georgia? They're both, or they're both at Georgia, yeah. Sony okay, and Chubb. Okay, so they yeah. were. So and they wasn't yeah. Chubb wasn't Nick Chubb the starter and wasn't Sony just I know they yeah. were splitting reps reps, but like when it came down to it, wasn't Chubb in there over I think, Sony? Yeah, Chubb was yep. basically the main guy, but like you said, they did split rep split Primarily, reps. Yeah. Didn't they have Todd Gurley at too? At one point, yeah. At one point they're all three uh, on the same team. Unbelievable. Yeah. But Gurley, he was dealing with a lot of injuries when he was at Georgia. Didn't he tear his ACL more than once or something like that yeah. towards meniscus? Oh, I'm picking him Some high sort of in fantasy shit. this year. Ooh, with the Falcons, that boy's going to eat. Nope. He's going to eat <laughs> on the IR. <laughs> He's got arthritis in his knee, dude. That doesn't – you don't fix that. I, he wouldn't sign if he couldn't play. He, he uh, signed because he wants I money. think he would. <laughs> I mean, he I wouldn't, know, he Falcons, wouldn't have gotten cut if he could play. Unless the Falcons just didn't do a physical, they're like, wait, Todd Gurley's available? Sign him, $10 million. I don't even know what he got. What did he get, seven? I think like eight. Yeah. He got a decent amount. It's so, I don't know, man. It's so funny nowadays, like how running backs in the NFL basically just, at a degree, they just kind of really become irrelevant. Um like Kevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman, like those were like, like those are really good backs a few years ago. I think the 49ers have like all like really good running backs on their roster right now that had really good years. They have like what? Um, Matt Breida. Don't forget about Matt Breida, uh, Jedrick McKinnon. And, yeah, McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon. Like they have all these yep. guys and they're just, they just disappear. And I mean, I really, you're, you're obviously going to have your Barkley's, McCaffrey's, Elliott. Um, Nick Chubb, but Dalvin Cook. But after that, it's just kind of, it's just get a guy that is fast and can get through a hole. That's really like what it comes down to. And it's, you don't really need to pay a running back that much money. What's the similarity between what you just said, that the, the 49ers running backs? It's a system offense, just like Jimmy G just got plugged into. So maybe that's where we see the Patriots always loading up on depth on running backs, like especially the past couple of years is. You know, they're going to try to make those holes. I wish Scar was going to be here. That's going to be a hard hole to fill. Hard hole to fill. But, I mean, you do have veterans on the line, so I guess they'll be not too bad. Especially, yeah, I think, do you think there's any chance that he wants to come back? Like, do you not as, like, a permanent, but do you think he's, because he was, he helped the Pats with the draft. And then, so he's always yeah. going to be there. And that's someone that you don't want to lose because, well, he's, he's, in the Hall of he's, re- he's retired once before. Right? Uh-huh. Yes, twenty two thousand. I'm not mistaken. So I don't, I don't know. You can, you can kind of take that either way because you could say this is second retirement. He's older now. Maybe this time he means it, or you could think this is a guy 
that's gone back on a retirement before, maybe it's going to happen again. Did he retire before Brady left or after? Just thinking that. Because I that could have something to do with that. Because, you know, uh, he could tell him. Before. I'm, Ooh. I'm pretty sure before. Ooh. Yeah, see, this yeah. could get spicy, yeah. guys. There could be something happening. I hope so. Dude, would that All right, Brady, well, without Scar that year. Oh, remember that in the championship game? Brady got hit 24 times. Dude, that was so tough. Dude. That was oh, so yep. tough, man. It was still somehow almost won. He's a warrior. Oh, shout out Scar, man. I don't want to hear anybody on the page say we slander Tom Brady. We, we obsess, we worship Tom Brady. Like, but you have to res- understand, as hardcore Patriots fans, He's now one of them. So there's got to be a little salt. We're, you're going to see a lot of Tom Brady, like, memes and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just it's going to be exciting to see Stidham in a new team. Are you guys ready to see Tom Brady run out of a tunnel and it's not going to be running out of Gillette? Oh. It's going to be in Tampa. Like, him running down the field in Tampa and screaming, let's go, and wearing red. I, I'm not ready. I'm really, honestly, not emotionally ready to see it, and I don't think anyone is. Does he switch it up? You think? Yeah, will he do the same entrance with the with the lights going out, O Fortuna playing, and then it switches into the Jay Z? You think it's gonna stay that way? Yeah, it has to. I just I don't think he'll change anything. But also, like another thing with Tom is, do you think like him and Bruce Arians? Do you really think that's the connection that? Is gonna work. Yeah, it's it's tough to say because I feel like Bruce Arians is more of like a laid back kind of guy, you know, not one that's like obviously he's a good coach and he's been successful, but like I feel like he's more player friendly and less by the book, laser focused, do your job kind of thing. But you know, maybe that's what Tom's looking for in this point of his career. But I've always thought of him as a guy who's by the book, laser focused, do your job, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bruce Arians, he had a, most of his success as the coordinator in Indy with Peyton Manning. And I feel like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have pretty similar attitudes in that sense where they take it very seriously. And, I mean, they don't put up with much from their teammates if guys aren't performing or something like that. You know, Brady just won't throw to them. I think Peyton Manning was the same way. So I think Bruce Arians is probably equipped to handle that. Yeah, especially like you just said, you beat me to it about Peyton Manning. It, he was with, with Luck too, right? So yep. it's like he, he has experience with veteran quarterbacks. He knows what Brady needs because I'm sure at the level that Brady got to, there's a certain amount of need, which is why there was probably some like gears grinding in New England. It's Brady's IQ's 500 and everybody else is like in kindergarten in our offense. So it's it's going to be interesting to see Arians cater to Brady's needs because, I mean, there's – there's still some free agents out there. I mean, they have some cap space left. Who knows? They could get another weapon. If you're thinking yeah, Antonio Brown, it's not going to It's over him. if they get him. No, it's it's everybody's been talking about now the interest they have with Devontae Freeman. That would be huge. No, it won't. It's nothing. Yeah, but they lost, um, what's his name, the starting running back, Ronald Jones. He went to Washington. So, I mean, and they didn't really pick anybody up there. So, their run game already wasn't anything special. They lost one of their premier backs. If they could add Devontae Freeman, that's big, especially because Brady, you know, used James White really well. Shane Vereen, those running backs that, you know, catch pass out Danny of the Woodhead, that is, fits into that. 
Yep. That is not Devontae Freeman's style at all. It yeah, isn't. They, no. He catches passes out of the backfield. They have to focus what? on defense. That's their main Since concern. Since never seen that. There's a reason that Devontae Freeman is sitting at home. Oh, maybe he, he wants did. too much money. Last year, he, he did wants 59 catches. Yeah. Freeman, Freeman just wants way too much money. I wouldn't be surprised if he sits out this year, but I know Tampa's yeah, a team. Devontae going to be a real idiot this interest. year and try to compete with that free agent running back class that's covered in the next year because his name will be at the bottom of that list. I promise you that. There's, good, there's at least, like, what is it, like 10, 15 starters right now in the league. I can't even name them all off my head. I saw it on Twitter. It was like the worst one out of the list was um, Marlon Mack. That was the bottom of the 50, and I was like, wow. So it's going to be a whole lot of running backs next year, but – Speaking of that, with the yeah. running backs in Tampa and stuff, do you, do you think Bruce Arians is going to make Brady throw 40 to 50 times a game if they don't have any good running backs right now and stays this way? Um, I, think with the, I think with the passing weapons around them, they could definitely pull that off, you know, pass heavy offense. But it's, it's – Brady's getting older. It's a matter of, you know, can he – be throwing in that high of volume and just be fine. Um, people have been talking about he can't throw the deep ball. I don't really think that's the case, but it's definitely not where it was. And um, I mean, you don't want to get too reliant on your pass attack, but that could definitely be the uh, direction they're trending. Yeah. In. What do you think, Sean? Uh, I'm just worried about the defense, man. I, I get all the offense, like, but like he's got Gronk. He's got he's got all the weapons he needs. It's just like I don't know how bad statistically, like in my hand, the Buccaneers defense was, but I know it was top five worst defense in the league, especially the secondary. They're getting torched. So, can you trust Brady in a shootout? Like, do you want Brady in a shootout with Drew Brees when he could have been in New England, getting holding opponents to under twenty one points a game? Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's, it's going to be a weird situation. I never thought I'd a see this. Role, like you said, Sean, but. They do have some good pass rushers, if I'm not mistaken. Don't they have Shaq Barrett who led the league in sacks? Is it a Dominican Sue back there? Yep. Levant, isn't Levante David still there? I know Dominican he's a linebacker, Sue. but yeah. he can come off the edge. And, yep. Mm-hmm. And they just You've got Devin White. Too. They have Devin White after a pretty good rookie year. They've got some, uh, some solid pieces on their line, but I know their secondary is pretty brutal. So if they can get after the quarterback on that defense, they should be okay, but like you said, if it goes in the shootouts, I don't know how that's going to end. I think Brady wants to be in a shootout. I mean, you put him in the last time he was really in a shootout. I mean, with the AFC Championship game versus Mahomes, it was a back and forth. I think Brady shines in those moments. And I don't. I, I don't think. I think Brady's okay if his defense lets up thirty points. You kind of saw him last year. I mean. They were winning. They were 8 0 at one point, and he wasn't happy because the offense wasn't putting up points. He doesn't want to depend on the defense to win him games. He doesn't play the game for that reason. He's, he plays the game to, you know, go out there and score points. And with Mike Evans and Gronk, I don't. How do you guys really honestly think that Gronk's going to do with a year off and dropping 20 pounds? Um. I I honestly don't have high expectations for him. He's he's very injury prone his last season in New England. Some of that might have been just trying to keep him fresh for the playoffs. Those things don't just go away after a year. I mean, he's he's going to be healthier than he would have been, but at the same time for a guy like Gronk, you know, one wrong fall on that big forearm or anything like that, 
anything with his back. You know, he's had like what two back surgeries, concussions, whatever, all of it. He's been through it. It could it could put him out for significant time. It's funny you say the big Gronk fall. No, wait, let me say something. The big Gronk fall. I just see that that Rams touchdown dance and then the fake laugh. Oh no, that was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, and and he was yeah. doing the London dance, two point conversion. Cool. But just like that way you described that, it just it's perfect. He one fall, yeah. he's done. What's Brady yeah, gonna to have? touch on that? Mm-hmm. And Gronk's but, last year as a Patriot, and he caught a touchdown or two, and he looked really good. Getting old, and I know he just took a year off, and he's probably in the best shape it's been in a long time. But it's still Gronk. He's still kind of old, and he there's, those hits don't go away. You know, he well, well he's getting not kind of old, but he's not he's not getting kinda any younger. Old. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> he's gotten so beat up throughout his entire career. And it's at the end of the day, dude, it's Gronk. It's like a 50-50 chance he even gets to play eight games this year because some all it takes is one bad hit down to the knee, and there it is. You know. I think one thing that sums up Gronk, and it has to do with the fall is when he was a full-time WWE superstar and the report came out that he was afraid that he was a, he was the host of WrestleMania and he was afraid to jump down like 20 feet or something like that into like 10 guys so Vince McMahon was like set, isn't what like 76 years old and he had a show Gronk <laughs> that he can jump and everything's going to be okay like, dude, Gronk, I just think with Gronk, it's like, I do real. I really don't think, if Gronk plays 16 games, I will be impressed. And I think he's going to get the treatment and he's going to get all these time off whenever he wants. Yeah. And I just don't really think it's going to work. I don't. Yeah. Um, the other, the other big thing there is they're paying him $10 million this year. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty significant money if the guy's only going to play half the season or whatever it is. And he's also in a contract year. So I think it's really likely that he just retires after this year. If he's got any more injuries to deal with, I don't really see him going back through free agency and all that. And maybe going through rehab on an injury again at this point. So I want to end that Gronk and Brady talk in the past, but we'll still always talk about it. It's kind of hard not to, but I want to, asked you boys something and I want to see if you think this would ever happen so always the rival between Bill and Brady you know they're going to one up each other it's going to be more I think Bill's going to want to win more to piss off Tom and I think Tom's going to want to win more to piss off Bill do you think there's any chance that Bill pulls a move and re-signs Antonio Brown and let that suspension go to piss off Tom because if you have Antonio Brown in that Patriots offense because there's not a lot of teams that want AB and you could just dump that that court that court case that they have going on about the contract from last year and Antonio Brown did work out with Jared Stenham when he was here for those Someone wake Kevin up. Do you up. think there's any chance? Do you yeah. think there's any chance Bill there's would none. about it? I gotta say no, no, you don't no think, way. It was Kraft's decision. Kraft is the one that said bye bye, AB. Bill, yeah. Bill would turn the other cheek. Did you see the way AB handled the press the first day there? Perfect patriot. He probably walked through those halls, looked on the walls, 
and said, I can do that in here. Yeah, he had his moments off the camera, but guess what happened? When the spotlight's on AB, suddenly all this crap's going on in his life. You haven't heard anything since? I've seen a lot of snaps of him on the football field. He's grinding. Yeah, I mean, I think if we were going to bring him back, there's already been plenty of opportunity to do that. I remember the WEI report came out around the end of last season saying we kicked the tires on AB. Everyone was freaking out. Yeah, you have to still consider he can come back with a suspension. Like, that's not crazy to think. And then him now being on two years of probation after his court case just wrapped up, I mean, we don't know what kind of stipulations that could have with him leaving Florida to come to New England and play. I'm sure Uh they could work it out, but that's a whole other headache for the Patriots to deal with. But he's also not going to demand a lot of money because he can't get a lot of money. He's... It, this is like the perfect shit. I know they already had it, which kind of sucks because I think if he never got uh, signed here in September, that it would have been a different story. But this is just like kind of the Bill Belichick role. Like you get that guy that you can get on a cheap deal, a cheap one-year deal because he's not going to get money anywhere else. And how much would you think that would piss Tom off? That would be one up in Tom and saying, you know what, you left. I'm bringing Antonio Brown back, and he would legit be the huge difference maker. And I really think you'd compete for that number one seed with Kansas City and Baltimore if you add him. But you don't have him. You're going to be in that, that wild card, barely fighting with Buffalo for the East. But that would I don't be know. I think Bill's going to go on. I think it's interesting. I think, yeah. I, I just think it's not going to happen. There's been a lot of teams... Uh, the Ravens, I know like Lamar Jackson was pulling for him. And then obviously like his cousin Marquise Brown is there. The Seahawks looked into him a little bit. I mean, they took a chance on Josh Gordon. So it's kind of similar with AB. And for those teams, they obviously saw something and walked away. Same thing with the Saints. He had a workout with them. They told them, you know, don't film any of it. He shows up with a camera crew. Like, the guy just isn't. I mean, it would definitely be a big. I, I just don't think any team's going to want to take a chance. Bring, uh, AB back to the Patriots, but I don't know if it's worth the headache that comes with signing Antonio Brown. And we're currently sitting at six hundred fifty thousand dollars in cap space, and Antonio Brown's going to be, regardless, he hasn't played in, in a year or two. He's going to be at least in two million signing, you know. So we don't even have the money to get him, and I don't know if it'd be worth the headache. AB just got screwed out of millions of dollars. You're telling me he drops the court case? That's potential money that he earned. It was a signing bonus. Yes, that crap went on, but he got, he deserved the check right up front. He didn't get it yet. So you think he's going to sign for less money and come back a second time to the team that just threw him out the door and spit on him? Like, I, I don't see it. Impossible. It's tough. It's tough. I just think Antonio Brown would make that Patriots offense a lot better. I I honestly think in my prediction he will end up in Seattle. And Patriots offense will be just fine without him. Um, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys next week.